Here we go. This is your host, Ross Jelseth. Welcome to another session of Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. Today's topic is relative to all of us. And the topic is the power of perseverance. This is a topic that I spoke to publicly as a part of my Lessons in Leadership teachings. If we look at the power of perseverance, we look at it in the context of life, and as we're living, life happens. If you pause and think about your life, I'm quite certain you can reflect back on a time when A, you needed to persevere and you did, or B, there was a time when you needed to persevere and you did not. So perseverance and or lack thereof becomes a part of your life and my life. Now, to that point, let's define perseverance the power, the ability to persevere. The definition, the dictionary, is persistence is doing something despite difficulty or delay. Despite difficulty or delay. So getting something done, even though there is difficulty, there are delays, sometimes people give up because of delay. Another definition is continued effort to do or achieve something despite, keyword despite, failures, difficulties, or opposition. And the third description of perseverance and the power thereof is steady persistence on a course of action or purpose. We're going to talk more in the next few moments about these definitions expanded, so to speak, and expanded into life, your life and my life. The first suggestion I would make to you is on the journey of life, whether this is you personally, you with your family, you in community, you in the workplace, you in your career, you in your goals. Sometimes your goals get blended with others, i.e. in a marriage. But as you look at your life in any of those arenas, I would say and suggest that you could equate that to your life journey. And on one's life journey, let's call it your journey, I ask you a simple question. What might you encounter on your journey? Now, we could suppose that everything is going to be smooth, easy, paved roads leading to success. You can encounter that type of a pattern in life. However, we can just as well 
And does it not seem like in many cases, instead of a paved road, we get on a rough, hole-filled, muddy, slippery road? We also encounter hills. We encounter mountains. We encounter valleys. And part of your journey, I'm going to suggest to you, is ask yourself before you begin the journey, what might you encounter? Why do I suggest you ask yourself that question? Because it helps one prepare. And I created a saying that I've used for a long time. I started this when I was coaching football at North Dakota State University. And I would tell my players at my position group, I coach quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, And we would teach offensive plays within our offensive system. And I would explain to the players on every play, prepare for the worst thing that the defense can do to us offensively. In other words, how can they stop our play? And let's prepare for what they can do. But let's expect the best. Prepare for the worst, but expect the best. And what that simply means is, as you go on your journey, you do so with a look ahead and anticipating there'll be some difficulty. There'll be some worst, so to speak. But at the same time, because you're prepared for the worst, you're anticipating it. You can also expect the best. So we want to maintain a spirit of optimism. We want to maintain a spirit of, yes, we can. Yes, we will. So your journey, anticipate there'll be challenge on your journey. The path you're on may, in fact, over time, keep getting steeper, which is going to call upon you to be even more diligent and in better condition to keep climbing, so to speak. Along the way, so important to maintain a positive perspective. Positive perspective. Another coaching point that I would offer to you on this power of perseverance is the key to success is action. And Part of action is perseverance. Now, what this simply equates to is if you're going to succeed in life, it's going to happen because you keep moving. Obstacles that prevent one from keep on moving ahead are very challenging because once you stop, it's difficult to get momentum to go again. So a key to success in this realm of perseverance is action is a part of a key to success. Keep moving forward. Remain diligent. If I were to say to you, I'm going to give you a set of keys and it'll open a door to success, I would suggest that the keys are worthless unless you take the key action step to open the door. It's just a simple example. It takes action to open the door and walk through. 
So that's another coaching point. A third coaching point regarding the power, the strength to persevere, to get through, to overcome obstacles, to keep on keeping on when it's difficult, is to have developed and continue to develop a solid foundation. Let me pause and put a mental picture in your mind. Drive by a home, drive by a commercial building, drive by a monument. Any physical structure that has some height to it, i.e. first floor, second floor, third floor, maybe 57th floor, The 57th floor, if there's that many stories in the building, is there because of a simple principle. And the principle is the foundation was built well. The foundation is critical. Having a solid base, having a well-poured, framed foundation that will support whatever it must take on, so to speak. There's a, a term in the building industry, a load-bearing wall. It simply means that that wall is there to bear the weight of what's above that wall. Take away that wall and it falls in. So for us as people, if we are to persevere, one of the advantages we have is having built a solid foundation. Let me just give you a couple quick coaching points on a foundation. One, every day in life is a day where you're pouring a little bit more concrete. You're either adding strength to your foundation or you're weakening it. And that happens because of your patterns of behavior. Positive begets positive. Negative begets negative. So you're adding strength or subtracting strength every day based upon what we do. So having a solid foundation is a key part of perseverance and the ability to persevere. The next word picture I'd like to have you focus on would be if I asked you to develop a list of let's say a dozen characteristics that you think you would write down on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard or on your computer. 12 essentials for success. You could come up with words like relationship, belief, trust, marketing, strategic planning, consistency, quality, sales, passion, All of those are a part of the solution. However, studies show that perseverance is a lot and has a lot to do with all of those and the rest of those aren't near as important when one does not have perseverance. So take any list of words that you would say, well, this needs to go in the box if we're going to have successful. Well, if we're going to be successful, perseverance needs to be throughout the box. 
I have a quick story to tell you about a young man, Dirk Cruzy, who was a football player at North Dakota State University when I was there as a coach. And the story goes this way. Dirk was from a small school in northern Minnesota, near the Canadian border, a town of just a few hundred people. And in the process of college coaches like myself recruiting high school football players, there are players that get found by coaches, they get scholarship, and they are well-received into the football program. Then there are players that aren't found, and yet they desire to compete, to have the opportunity. It's important to them. In Dirk Cruzy's freshman year, Dirk showed up for fall camp at North Dakota State University with no one knowing him. No assistant coach had recruited Dirk. He walked down the hallway the same day that the rest of the freshman players showed up. Again, no one knew him. He introduced himself and assistant coach led him to Jim Wacker, the head coach's office, and said, Coach Wacker, this is Dirk Cruzy, and he is here to join the football team. So Coach Wacker sat him down and looked through some materials, looked through some lists, found Dirk's name on a list and said, yes, Dirk, uh, we sent you a letter in the summer saying we appreciate your interest in trying to join our football team, but we ask that you come out and school start. In those days, the football program got billed, so to speak, by the university budget for every player that stayed in the dormitory and got fed meals during fall camp, which was three weeks plus before school started. A lot of money. So players like Dirk, the coaching staff, didn't know anything about or didn't think could make the team, would be asked to come out when school started. So in the midst of this conversation in Coach Wacker's office, Dirk said, well, yes, I got the letter, but I want the same opportunity to start practice when the rest of the freshmen and the upperclassmen practice. That'll be the best chance for me to make the team. And Dirk at the time was about six foot, six foot one, 190, 195 pounds. Not an impressive looking guy. Not somebody like, oh, he's a college football player. Dirk Cruzy told Jim Wacker, I have saved up money to pay for my own meals and I have a camper on the back of my pickup and I will sleep in my camper. All I want is the opportunity to draw gear and start practice with the rest of the players. Well, Jim Wacker decided, you know what? There's something about this young man. And he said to Dirk Cruzy, we'll put you in the dormitory. We'll give you a chance. And Jim cleared him to check in the dorm got him set up with gear, with our athletic equipment group, and Dirk Cruzy started practice. Well, as a freshman, as a walk-on, he was immediately put on the scout team. The scout team are those guys that practice against our offense or against our defense. Likely four-string type player, maybe even fifth string. And again, six foot, six foot one, 190 pounds, not that impressive, not physically ready to play. 
Goes to the scout team all fall long. Gets better, gets better, gets better. Goes through spring football of his freshman year. Makes Gets a little bit bigger in the offseason. Still a walk-on. Second year, same type of progress. Getting stronger, uh, more experienced, more aggressive. Fast forward. Dirk Cruzy, the same guy. And by the way, he didn't really have a camper in the back of his pickup. What he had were some wooden sides on the pickup with a tarp over the top with a sleeping bag and a mattress laid on the floor. That's what, he, that's what his camper was. Dirk Cruzy became an all-conference defensive lineman, nose guard and defensive tackle. Dirk Cruzy became an all-American. And Dirk Cruzy led a Bison defense for several years that was the best in the North Central Conference. And he was, in fact, voted the most valuable defensive player in the North Central Conference. Now, along the way, imagine in Dirk Cruzy's journey the amount of perseverance that he had to keep displaying in order to even stay on the team and waiting two, three years, four years before he actually became a great player. That takes a lot of stamina. That takes a lot of guts. That takes a lot of mental and physical toughness. It takes a lot of competitive fire to keep practicing against teammates that are working for the same position you are. And it takes a lot of perseverance. To this day, think this thought. This was in the late 1970s that Dirk Cruzy came to North Dakota State University. We're now past 2020. We're approaching 50 years. People still talk about Dirk Cruzy. So that's simply an illustration of perseverance in the life of a young man. Why did he persevere? Because he had a great goal. His goal was to be a college football player and to be a great player. Great story, isn't it? Some additional thoughts. Part of perseverance on the part of people isn't really about ability. In fact, here's a statement from Bernard Baruch, who was a financier and an advisor to presidents of the United States about matters of finance and economy and the ebbs and flows of money. Here's what Bernard said. People of mediocrity sometimes achieve outstanding success. People of mediocrity sometimes achieve outstanding success because they don't know enough to quit. They don't know enough to quit. Doesn't that pretty well sum up the Dirk Cruzies of the world? Doesn't that sum up people who are very average, but they succeed and they overcome mediocrity by their inability to quit? They don't know how to quit. And yet other people who have way more ability, way more means, way more of a head start do not achieve success because they quit too soon. 
They stop in the middle of the race. In many cases, we stop just short of the finish line. In many cases, we stop just short of achieving the goal. We give up just a little bit too soon and we never reach the promised land, so to speak. I'm reminded of the biblical illustration of the Israelites being led to the promised land. And the Bible teaches that in the vicinity of 40 years of people wandering around near the promised land, near the Jordan River, and yet they didn't get there. Another expression from Thomas Edison, a name more familiar to many of you, and that is 75% of the world's failures wouldn't have failed at all if they'd only kept at what they were doing. 75% of the world's failures would not have failed at all if they just kept on. And in fact, if you study Thomas Edison, we remember Thomas Edison for what? For inventing the light bulb. Every room we walk into has a light bulb. This is the guy that invented the light bulb. The reality is Thomas Edison was given the acknowledgement of creating the light bulb. In fact, it was a group of people that kept experimenting. And I think I saw a, a, a figure. The group of people with Thomas Edison, there was a group. Thomas Edison happened to be the one that was most consistently in the laboratory, in the experimental stage, the one that kept on keeping on. 6,000 different types of filaments were tried before they found one that turned into the light bulb as you and I know it. 6,000 experiments. Can you imagine? Perseverance. Sometimes our greatest weakness lies because we give up. And let me just pause this. If you're a people of a person of influence, I think some of the best influence you can give to someone else is simply never, never, never give up. Stay with it. Stay on it. You can do it. Speak encourage into them. Speak encouragement. So, when a person is close to succeeding, the most certain way is to just try one more time. Just try one more time. So as we talk about perseverance, if perseverance was a prescription of some type, and we know in today's culture that prescriptions, medicine, comes in bottles. If we were going to make a prescription for perseverance, here's some particles that would go into this prescription. One would be faith, believing that you can do it. Two, having a goal. The goal becomes the focal point. Preparation, being prepared to go on the journey. Discipline, discipline to stay on the journey. So easy to get distracted. 
Part of the journey, part of prescription for perseverance is endurance. Endurance gives one the ability to keep on moving forward. Another essential part of the prescription for perseverance would be encouragement. Making sure that you're around people that encourage you, that lift your wings, so to speak, that raise up your arms when that's heavy lifting. Another key part is your own self-talk. Do you know that you tell yourself more every day than anyone else tells you? Our own self-talk can either be helpful and a part of the prescription for perseverance or your self-talk will defeat you. You'll be your own worst enemy. And one last piece that I would suggest to you, knowing that, as I said earlier in this conversation, part of your journey is expect the worst. Don't be surprised when the storm comes. Don't be surprised when the car breaks down. Don't be surprised when someone in the family comes down with a significant illness. Don't be surprised when the economy goes south. Don't be surprised when all of a sudden a key employee says, I'm leaving the organization. Life happens. But in those moments, your flashback should immediately be to your past wins. Here's a statement. I don't know where I got this. I don't think it's a Ross Jelson original. Winners remember past wins. Losers remember past past losses. Let me paraphrase this with an example. The game is tied 8-8 to going into the ninth inning. The team that's won in the past compared to the team that's lost in the past. That team that's lost in the past, you know what they'll be telling themselves in the heading of the last inning? We've lost this before we'll lose again. We're likely to lose. Why? Because we've lost before. They remember past losses. However, the team that's won in the past, they've been there. They've been in tight situations and they believe they will win. So they will remember past wins. A couple additional thoughts. I want to recommend some things to you. Reading is a great way of improving your focus. It's also a great way of gaining information, but it's also a great way of gaining inspiration. Let me give you three books that I think are powerful related to perseverance. The first is by Angela Duckworth, a bestseller, the title, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. The second is a book by Ryan Holiday, a best-selling, best-selling New York Times author, The Obstacle is the Way. It's a great book about there's going to be obstacles. And you know what? When there's obstacles in front of you, you know you're on the right path. Lastly, I want to close with this. Throughout this teaching, I've talked about the power of perseverance. I talked just a moment ago about your self-talk. I would suggest to you That in times of reflection, in times of observation, in times of learning, 
it's so important that your self-analysis includes the affirmation, I can. You can do it. We can do it. If you're a father, one of the greatest things you can say to one of your children is you can do it. I believe in you. Yes, you can. I can. I can is self-talk. I can't is self-talk as well. There's an expression and I close with this. Life comes in cans. If you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. You're right either way. So again, the power of perseverance, everything from the definition relative to the consistency of moving forward, the persistence it takes to keep overcoming, the persistence to stay on a course of action, and all the illustrations I've given you, all a part of your power of perseverance. If you're to achieve anything of significance in life, I'll flat guarantee you, you're going to need a significant amount of perseverance. If you don't need perseverance, it's likely not that important of achievement. So thanks for being with us as we've discussed one of the key principles in life, in Ross Chelsea's opinion, the power of perseverance. Thanks for being with us on this, another session of Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. Go to my website, jelsethassociates.com. You can check out all my previous podcasts. You can check out our consulting and coaching information that are on the site. You can also look at other items related to my book, Winning Words. Again, thanks for being with us. God's very best to you.